let's have a party. Yeah. What do you say? Wow. Okay. So <laughs> that was the I'll... most exciting um, recording starting I've ever experienced. Uh, you know, I was actually <laughs> going to start it off with a rap. Oh, snap. A rap. Right. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't uh, freestyle in time. You couldn't rap? Nah, I couldn't rap. That happens to the best of us. That. Yeah, I don't either, Dan. Let's hear it. Well, okay. It was going to be something like... Um... <laughs> We're going to do the whole beatboxing thing. It was going to be like, my name is Dan Orr, and this is Eric Whitaker. And then that's as far yeah, as... And then you're like, shit, nothing rhymes with Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Vinegar, but how am I gonna, how am I gonna put vinegar? In that? <laughs> Shit, I don't want that. Damn. I mean, <laughs> vinegar is good sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with apple cider vinegar. Yeah, that's that's the healing one I heard. The healing one. <laughs> not to brags, but just. <laughs> not to... All right. You don't like. <laughs> Why don't you like the brags? Oh, I do. I do like oh, brags. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I used to take a shot of it every morning, just like wow. a, it, it's, it woke me up. Yeah, I, I believe that. Burned my throat too. <laughs> did you mix plan. it? With, did you mix it with water? No, or, or anything. I just took a what? shot. You took it know. straight. Yeah, I did. I, I don't know why. Did it do anything? Uh, actually. If you have heartburn, um, having a little shot of apple cider vinegar will get rid of it right away. I love that. Yeah. I needed so, that. I've been having heartburn. Oh, yeah. I go between that and Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Depends on what <laughs> mood I'm in. So. Yeah, it's it, actually, the uh, some believe that apple cider vinegar has a lot of health benefits. But I heard, though, you're not supposed to drink it straight. Yeah, probably well, not. I do a lot of things. I'm yeah. not supposed to do. <laughs> we all do them. We all do them, Eric. Yeah, we only live once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, we might as well make it painful while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apple cider cuters or apple cider vinegar. <laughs> yes. Living on the edge, right there. Or sparkling apple cider. Ooh, Ooh. delicious. Yeah, that's nice some part. of my fave right there. I love apple cider. <laughs> like, see, seriously. See, we learned our lesson when uh, Corey was on. We waited till after we stopped recording to talk about food, and mm -hmm. then it really popped off, and we were all three like, damn, we should have put that in the podcast. So yeah. um, now we're just going with food straight out of the gate, I guess. And actually, uh, Molly, you work at a coffee shop with a lot of delicious sweets. Yeah, I love to eat and make stuff to eat. Yeah, food is great. I'm sorry, did I interrupt you earlier there, Molly? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, because I just heard, like, you were, like, saying something, and then I started talking about the coffee shop and, you know, the sweets, because there are some delicious sweets. They uh, have monster cookie bars there. Yeah, always. I think I was just going, like, mmm, food, ah, uh, yeah, like, moaning in the background. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really appreciate your early morning pastry posts mm. yeah I, I love to see the things that you guys have I wish I were there eating them yeah it's fun, <laughs> it's fun to bake absolutely yeah. she makes really Molly you make awesome sandwiches too thank you thank you 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So for those of you who uh, don't know who Molly Pyatetsky is, well, first of all, first and foremost, a friend of the show. Um, I've known her for at least a decade now. And um, she is uh, currently the singer in Closet Witch and also Baby Alchemy, who I understand is going to be dropping a bomb ass uh, track tomorrow. Who described it as bomb ass? I did. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, just now. Yeah, yeah. We're just like putting out a recording somebody did on 420 years ago as the beginning of just a anniversary-ish release um, that is followed by all of our tracks we've already done and then instrumentals and some new tracks. That's that, awesome. But new tracks we recorded in the past, nothing we worked on recently, to be clear. But okay. just releasing it, putting it out into the void for others to maybe consume if they want to, maybe to just be like unloaded and out there. I don't know. Sure. That's awesome. I'm always excited to hear what you guys are putting together for yeah. sure. Yep. So everybody at least share it. Yeah. yeah. And it's been a while since we've heard anything from Baby Alchemy, so I'm super stoked about that. Definitely. Regardless of if it's old or if it's new or whatever, you know. Or I new mean, to new to us. Yeah, it's new to us. There yeah. we go. Very true. Is it is it a song that you guys have performed live before? Um, the newer stuff on there? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. There's two instrumentals for songs we were kind of working on and then never really did anything with. So I think there's two completely new songs. Cool. So is this sort of like a beginning of working on new stuff or is this just getting some stuff out there that you've been sitting on? It's stuff we were sitting on that we were kind of wanting to Mm -hmm. uh, keep moving forward with, but then Closet Witch and Life and just everything kind of took hold and we never got to it. So now it's just like, well, might as well release it and just do something. Now, do you also sing in Life? What? (laughs) He said Closet Witch and Life. I'm supposed to tell jokes sometimes. Oh, oh all right. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sometimes they fail. <laughs> yeah, that went over my head. <laughs> yeah, I usually try to save that. them, but sometimes I just sit here and just let them kind of collapse. Yeah, yeah, he just lets me plummet to the ground. Oh, it happens. It happens. It, it has to be fun for him. <laughs> well, I mean, point of doing anything if there's no fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm being mean. You know, I just (laughs) sometimes I just can't save the moment. (laughs) Yes, that that just describes life, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we just can't save the moment. Now, did I interrupt you, Eric? Because I feel like I'm interrupting a lot of people right now. Yeah, I think we're having sort of (laughs) while we're talking. It sounds like other people are cutting out so i would guess all three of us feel like we're cutting each other off so i don't know what to do about that other than just apologize a bunch or like ask a question give some time for a response i don't know we'll just we can just be conscious of it and try to work around it well that sounds fantastic (laughs) that sounds like a friends moment yeah i'm all about um friends that's my that's my thing 
the show. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was no. going to say. <laughs> uh, I was not ever a big fan. Um, but as Dan and I have talked about in the past, I think anytime, <clears throat> I don't know, for me personally, liking things that other people liked when I was young was not something I did because I was trying to be cool. So I should probably give friends another shot. I've heard people like it. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're looking for background television, it's okay, but I don't really think you, you're missing out on anything. Oh, all right, cool. I would, I would agree with that. But if you wanted to be good at trivia, probably uh, watching Friends would be a good thing to do. Absolutely. That, I do love trivia, so maybe I'll, I'll do it for that as a, as a research project. Yeah, that's my hot take on Friends. <laughs> Nice. But in my opinion, if you want to watch a quality 90s sitcom TV show, yeah. it's Seinfeld all the way for me. Oh, yeah. I like Seinfeld quite a bit. Seinfeld, me too. Seinfeld is better than Friends. Yeah. I would have to say so. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I didn't even like Seinfeld until I had seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then I was like, oh, this is similar. So I'll watch that, too. And then I ended up liking it. It's also good for trivia, too. Yeah. Has there been anything, uh, as far as like, uh, you know, media, music, uh, TV, books, uh, anything that you've been digging lately, Molly, for inspiration or otherwise? Um, well, I love to watch mindless, uh, MTV drama. So I always dig on that for media. So like teen mom, uh, like Jersey shore, Florida, Bama shore. Okay. Let's do things. Okay, juicy, juicy as hell, mindless, dramatic. I have I've to admit that I, I wouldn't say it's inspiring though, not for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Inspiration, I, more like unwinding. If if you would, okay, Molly, of all the people that I would think would have been inspired to live their life the way they do <laughs> by Teen Mom. And uh, Jersey Shore, you're definitely at the bottom of that list. <laughs> like for me, like I definitely would not have guessed that at all. Um, so I I could totally see that. Uh, I have to admit, um, and and I hate to admit this, but I guess these <laughs> listeners are going to hear it. Uh, yeah, I find myself kind of getting, you know, drawn in by that sometimes too. I used to be into the VH1 drama, but like oh, yeah, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, the stuff that was like rock of love, like mm-hmm. that really cringy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, because like it's so unlike your real life. And then it's like, oh, holy shit, people are doing this. It's just so easy to have as like that thing you watch to unwind. I don't know how else to describe. Yeah. It's so much and juicy, mindless and juicy. Like a good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great description of it. Actually. Um <laughs> It, uh, yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just don't want anything that you can think about. Yeah. Yeah. I work a lot of hours, so I definitely love that kind of stuff at the end of the day. Sure. Absolutely. Anything else that's been, uh, on your plate as far as that goes? Um, I mean, for like inspiration and good stuff, I listened to that, uh, Charles Bronson youth attack record yesterday. And that like is always a personal favorite. Wow. Just like things one of those things sometimes like you hear and you're like damn i wish i wrote more records like this yeah there was a documentary that i saw and i think i might have sent 
I sent it to Corey because I know during quarantine we were kind of sending back music documentaries that we found on YouTube. Um, and uh, it was a documentary about the Chicago like DIY scene. I don't remember what it was called. So I ring a bell at all, Molly? Yeah, I think Corey and I watched it together. Okay, yeah, and there was like a whole thing about Charles Bronson, and it's right. it's so funny because all those like power violence bands from back then, I always have like a, a way in my mind that I visualize them. I for some reason, and and I think Eric, you can probably relate to this because um, like we kind of talked about how in the late '90s and the 2000s here in like the Midwest. It kind of seemed like all the bands that were kind of doing that style were kind of they they were looking like Spock because I remember we called oh, yeah. them like Vulcan hardcore. Vulcans, yeah, I had a Vulcan haircut <laughs> for a little while, and yeah. I was way too old to have it. I was like, <clears throat> for real, like maybe thirty, <laughs> maybe like thirty-two, and I had like bangs and side curls, and my hair was like magenta. It was really, Ooh, it was crazy. not a good look though. Like, I, <laughs> it only kind of looks good on like young, thin people, not old, fat guys. You know what I mean? Like, it just, you look like you're on Planet of the Apes. That's what I look like. like <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I look like Dr. Zayas. <laughs> yeah, it is a look. <laughs> yeah. And it looked, that look, that look looks even better. On a, like you were saying, a skinny young person who's <laughs> yeah. also like got his back to the audience, flailing his guitar, getting yeah. ready to kill you at a show. Yeah, and maybe and like a black sweater with um, a white collared shirt underneath. That's always visual. tight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and, but anyway, so my point was is that I remember <laughs> Charles Bronson didn't look anything like I visualized them. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know why. Like. And, and I should know better because I've seen bands like in that style that don't look anything like the Vulcan, but I guess I'm disappointed when they don't all have Spock haircuts. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So you were almost awesome. You guys. <laughs> you were almost great. Yeah. Only thing I would work on is the yeah. look. <laughs> Not one white belt in this son of a bitch. It's like, come on, man. Music awesome. Hair. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, that's your main criticism, like when you're reviewing their record, is yeah. just, you don't even say anything about the music, yeah. just, God, have you seen these guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This band has worse style than the Pixies. It's unbelievable, <laughs> but <Yeah>. true. <laughs> you boxes did not get checked. And that's possible to do. <laughs> it's nearly impossible. You just put on like a... Uh, university of whatever t-shirt that you found somewhere and some sweatpants and you're like oh okay let's go play a show we're the pixies no one will well, notice well i guess we're gonna have to say <laughs> university of massachusetts since they had that song called yeah Man, that's, that's probably true oh, yeah because yeah. that's where they're from isn't it they're from like the east coast or something i don't know yeah i guess <laughs> in history hey you know what i know somebody who's from the east coast oh Her who's that that's molly Oh, yeah, let's hear that story, because I've always been interested. Um, pretty much just moved out here when I was going into my second year of college with somebody and ended up just staying, um, even though I walked away from that relationship that brought me out here. Um, 
pretty much stayed because I met like Dan and Travis and Corey. Oh, so I was awesome. like, Damn, these guys are cool. I guess I'll. <laughs> yeah, we're we're sorry, Molly, that you we made you have to stay in <laughs> Iowa. No, I love it. <laughs> I know you do. That's so where exactly did you move from on the East Coast? Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. It's a pretty big culture shock, or? Uh, yeah, definitely at first, and now I, yeah. like, never go back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I can imagine. Well, you've been here for, like, what? Well, like I said, like, like I said, it was, like, 10 years now, isn't it? Or something like that? On, going on 12. Hmm. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Molly also like uh, played in a couple bands with me before Closet Witch formed. And so that was that was really cool, too, that you, uh, you know, we've talked about this, you know, a lot. But it's uh, you know, that was really cool that you found your footing here in the local music scene as well. Yeah. You and Travis were like my first friends. So like I thank you guys kind of for helping me make a little bit of like a social life to be a little independent adult here as a new yeah that's it's freaking awesome and it's it's also great i gotta say molly to see what you have grown into since then you know in terms of just being i mean you're inspiring me with like you and Corey are inspiring people just in general you know and uh i just thank you i'm very you know it's it's awesome to see how far you guys have taken Closet Witch. Because I remember, well, okay, like, I don't actually remember this because m- apparently my memory, I'm having, I have, like, one of those Mandela effects about the origins of Closet Witch because <laughs> I honestly don't remember it being, like, kind of like, well, I don't know, like, you you guys always describe it as kind of like a joke. It started out as kind of a joke, kind of, or am I kind of wrong there? Um, I don't know. That's, like, Alex's memory of it. Mm. Okay, so so everybody else is having that collective uh, Mandela effect. I don't think that's like like we did like joke about it like being a hated band and we weren't really taking it seriously as like a band that we were going to pursue seriously. But then it did become like something we really did get attached to. Um, but we did like joke about how it was just like we weren't trying to like be liked or like do anything with it. It was more just like a little bit of like a release. And, like, we didn't really give a shit who wanted to listen to it. Yeah. Just, like, us wanting to jam together and use space. Um, Right. And clearly that backfired in the best possible way. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I remember it. But, I don't know, everybody probably, like, did go into it with their own vibe, I guess. So. Yeah, like, their own interpretation of how it was... Kind of at that time. Yeah, yeah. We did heavily talk, though, about how, like, we would always play at the end of shows just because, like, people wouldn't want to stay and they would, it would just, like, encourage people to leave. <laughs> but that isn't why we started the band. Right. <laughs> but I love I love that story, though. I love yeah. the story that you guys started with this idea that it was going to be, regardless of if it's true or not, you guys should, like, keep saying that it's true, even though I just pretty much, you know revealed that it's not on this podcast <laughs> but uh i mean but, who knows my memory could be incorrect sure but it's a mystery I, it's a mystery and that's great i love the story that it's either a mystery or it's that you guys just purposely made a band to try and be hated because i mm-hmm. i don't remember staying at any shows i i stayed at a couple of shows at your house 
uh, pretty late, like after the bands, but I don't remember the ones, or I don't know how many there were, where Closet Witch would just like make noise to try and get people to leave as, well, as you said, Alex kind of describes it as. But Alex too, I think, perceives himself because he is so loud, just as like loud and bothersome on his instrument. So maybe that's just how he interprets that too. I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's awesome. I think Alex is on to something. Uh, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's the greatest thing to have in like a bio. Yeah, and like overall, we were just like people will fucking leave watching us, and that's okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like it's well, my. Want people to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's like two o'clock in the morning and everybody's drunk or something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, if, and also, if you're not starting a band to be hated, then what the hell are you starting a band for? Like, <laughs> there's so many bands out there to like that do, you know, that are trying and stuff. Like, who, yeah, who cares? Like, it should be like about you and the people in the band, like, feeling yeah. good, having a good time, making good memories. Sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Actually, Molly, I have a question, and I probably have asked you this and had a conversation about this before multiple times, but okay, so since tomorrow you're dropping the Baby Alchemy track, which, of course, as you said, so did you guys record everything, like, a few years back, like, or did you do the vocals, like, recently? No, it's all from the past. Okay, it's all from the past. Okay, so maybe this is not... Uh, I don't know. Let me know if this is a, this is a question that you're maybe couldn't answer, but like, okay. So obviously in both baby alchemy and um, I'll even throw in when you were doing vocals for the peaks and that version of the peaks where I played bass mm-hmm. um, and then closet, Witch, mm-hmm. two very distinctive vocal styles coming from you. Mm-hmm. Very, I mean, they're completely different, but you know, so my question is, is like, is there any way, and like I said, I know you probably haven't done the vocal style for Baby Alchemy and the Peaks in a while, but um, is there, like, any difference in how you approach, like, each vocal style? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say, like, for one, when seriously, like, getting in the mood to do vocals for different projects i definitely focus on like listening to different genres that i like like to sing to or like to get down to but like it's always more like geared in the genre that i'm going to be like trying to do vocals in um so like i feel like just like mentally i put myself in a mindset sometimes but also for closet which i try to do a lot of like mouth stretches and like gurgling just a lot of like vocal stretching um, and Baby Alchemy, I don't really bother to do anything like that. It's just kind of like raw, raw, emotional singing, I guess. Sure. And that's one of the things that I've always like really respected uh, to Molly is the fact that you, I don't know very many vocalists who actually could just jump into like Baby Alchemy and just do something that is like, you know, so strictly like Baby Alchemy vocally from a vocal standpoint and then just turn around and just you know just have this like blood curdling like approach and closet witch like you know usually like vocalists i find unless you're like mike Patton or something a lot of times it's like you know one way or another and i just i've always really admired that about you molly that's really nice yeah 
I was going to ask about that too, sort of like I've really enjoyed uh, getting ready for the interview we're doing by listening back to a lot of stuff. And I was also wondering about the, the, the difference between what's happening in other projects and closet, which did you, and I don't know, I always ask process questions, but did you have to actually like train to do that? It seems like something that to do what? To do your vocals in Closet Witch. Like, I guess the long, like the endurance aspect of it. It seems like something that would be easy to blow out your voice or something. Did you have to do a lot of training to get it up to where it is? No, I don't. I wouldn't say I did, but I would say there's like lots of things I try to continuously do to like maintain my um, stamina and. Mm endurance like I love to run and that always really does help me mm-hmm. with um screaming for long amounts of times because it's sure. a workout it's a stomach it's just a workout of a lot of your body yeah um, so also just like becoming in tune with like how air moves in your body kind of mm-hmm. that helps too and I think just like with doing something more and pushing yourself more you kind of learn that mm-hmm um, but I would say, like, when I first started doing vocals for Closet Witch, Alex would send me, like, lots of different clips of, like, um, warm-ups and things like that, like, mm-hmm. Melissa Cross videos, and that really helped a lot back cool. when I started. Um, and honestly, like, when I'm on tour and we, like, meet other bands, sometimes I like to, like, ask other vocalists what their mm-hmm. tricks are. Mm-hmm. They do, and that's, like, always good, too. Um but, like, I wouldn't say I really trained ever, but I do yeah. love running, and I find that helps the more sure. regularly I do that. Um, definitely can say after years of doing it, like, avoiding dairy and citrusy things, and like, mm-hmm. frigid cold drinks right before playing helps a lot. Nice. <laughs> like, there's just things that help your throat a lot to avoid yeah. and tear. So. I've- well, and the other thing, too, like you said, it's a big workout is, like, for the whole band, you're doing more than just your musical job. I think the whole band is pretty um, physical the entire time, especially mm-hmm. you. Um, and so that seems like that'd be a hard thing to do, because even if you could pull off the vocals with no problem, then also you're also basically doing aerobic exercise the entire time on top of that. So mm-hmm. it just seems like, um, I mean to compare myself with just about anyone is a terrible idea, but I would definitely die um, almost instantaneously. So it's (laughs) the whole band uh, is really exciting to watch. And so I I think it would be a lot of hard work. So, and that's one of those things too, where people talk about screaming, um, you know, and uh, a lot of people are just like, they kind of dismiss it as like, uh, you know, well, that, you know, all that's all you're doing is just yelling, you know what I mean? But like, they don't realize how much like, you know, I've I yell and I've yelled in many bands as well. And it's 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 hard. It's not easy. And to do the mm. I don't think they realize to do it properly, as you were kind of mentioning, alluring to their Molly. Uh, there's a lot of self-care that should be probably taken mm-hmm. more so, you know, because it's yeah. You can lose your voice doing that very easily, you know, if you're not careful. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm in no way a professional myself. I've just like 
through like practice and trying to like listen to advice and just seeing what works for me, like trying to care for myself in general, I've learned a little bit and like what's helped me. And I've been fortunate enough not to lose my voice or be hurt yet or anything. So Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody listen to this and like take my advice and only my advice, please. (laughs) (laughs) You heard no, no dairy, no citrus and run. Actually, that's not bad Those advice. Just help me. <laughs> it's not bad. Maybe. If someone did that, that'd be fine. Um, but I yeah. Think too, like, as far as, like, all of us playing and seeming so, like, acrobatic and into it, mm-hmm. I think we all do really play just to, like, get that, like, um, like certain energy that builds up in you that you can't always get out. Like, sure, we sure. play to get that out. So, like, for me, like, if I'm not giving it my all and feeling it, like, what's the point of even doing the vocals? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, right. So, it, like, it almost comes, like, natural, too, um, I think, for all of us in that way. Just, like, doing something we care about selfishly more for ourselves. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah. if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. I, w- I would say d- follow the advice of starting a band to be hated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, o- that, that always <laughs> makes it funner. Yeah, more funner. Here, here we are again, funner. Am I butchering the the uh, you know the language here? It's supposed to be more fun, right? Yeah, more funner. That's right. More yep. funner, <laughs> more funner. <laughs> That's kind of more funner to say. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I was gonna ask you. Oh, okay. So, uh, Molly. Um, How's your approach to lyric writing these days? Has, has it changed at all? Because I know that you guys um, completed the uh, second album, uh, which you guys are kind of holding off on releasing. I don't know. Is it okay for me to say that? Yeah, no, you're fine talking about it. Okay. Um, but uh, was the approach to like lyrics any different with this these new recordings uh, as opposed to the first album? I wouldn't say so really um i always kind of just take a personal approach like 90 percent of the time um i I, a lot of the time i just listen to the tracks let it take me where it takes me emotionally sometimes that's down like memory lane sometimes that's in the current and stuff going on um i would say i've always kind of been that way sure yeah, um, I'm totally stoked to hear that new album when it drops. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for it to come out. I just feel like we've we've definitely like more and more over the years tuned, fine tuned our sound and uh, had fun as a band. It's cool that we we're still kicking. Absolutely, I bet you can't wait to tour again too. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like trying not to get too excited. Because who knows when it'll happen, but... Yeah. I yeah, exactly. can't wait to go to a show. I'm so excited to go to a show. Me Field too. Camps, ooh, loud, ooh, <laughs> disorienting. I love it. Absolutely. I And and move in the amps. Uh, <laughs> the best. Yeah. Talking while my bandmates move the amps. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Tearing down. That's the best so part no. of being the singer, right? <laughs> Classic Molly, or the tiniest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it definitely is going to be exciting once shows can, you know, start at a, 
at a bigger rate again for sure. Yeah, we're slowly like relearning all of our material, so that's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. Just so yeah, you that, know it all. Yeah, that's always really cool. I've I've been enjoying like sort of like you know the whole. Uh, there's been a lot of. I feel despite the fact that there, you know, is this pandemic going on, people being quarantined and whatnot for a long time. Um, it, there's a lot of like creative ways that people are still getting their music, like seen and heard and everything through like live streaming. I've been really enjoying seeing how people are kind of still doing their art, you know? Yeah, me too. Very creative. And it's awesome. We have this platform. Yeah, I, I kind of thought about that the other day. Like, what if we didn't have all this technology and this was happening? Oh, like, my gosh. It'd be terrible. Could, <laughs> could you imagine that? Like, that would be, like, um, it, it would be a completely different world. If this was in the 90s, it would be a completely different world. Yeah. I'm a pretty grim motherfucker, so I don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. I, uh, I'm i a grim motherfucker, but, you know, as you know... Uh, as you know, Molly, I, I have kind of a sense of humor about things that maybe I shouldn't always have a sense of humor about. Yeah, yeah I feel that. <laughs> but I do. I do. And that's just me. And you know what? We're all horrible people. And, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I don't I mean. <laughs> we're all people. I'm all flowers and sunshine over here, guys. <laughs> well, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, another way that I was going to introduce us, Eric, yes. at the beginning of the show was I was going to say, hi, I'm Derek, and this is Ian. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay. Wait, wait, Ian? <laughs> is that what you said? Well, yeah, but only I don't like... want to be Ian. I'm sorry. Why? What's wrong with Ian? Actually, wait. It is better. I'm going to change my name. To Ian? Yeah. Ian. Okay. Ooh, it's nice. Kind of has a Joy Division feel to it. Hmm. Well, wasn't there a guy in Joy Division named Ian? Yeah, Ian Curtis. <laughs> but, okay, all right. So then, but Ian Whitaker sounds like fine. You know, Ian, I like that name, Ian oh, Whitaker. I do too. Derek Orr, though. Damn, I'm gonna have to call my mom. <laughs> Actually, I think she listens to this now. So, mom, I'm Ian now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cross that line. Yeah. Thanks for the name all these years, but it's over now. I. I have to imagine my my dad's face when he's like, "Hey Dan," I'm like, "No, Derek." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be, I'm into it. Derek and we're like, "No, <laughs> Derek." You know, I changed my name, and like, uh, just make it, just totally like, make it sound like he knew that I changed my name. <laughs> you signed the form, Dad. <laughs> we're like, well, when did I do that? You know, and he would ask me that too. Be like, when did I do that? <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't remember. I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can say, like, act like he has amnesia or something. Yeah. But see, I guess I was, like, the Ian. The, yeah, there's Ian. There's a lot of cool Ians out there. I mean, there's Ian McKay. Yeah. And there's another Ian somewhere, I'm sure. Oh. The, oh, Ian Donald. He was the drummer of Discrummer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Yep, for a little bit. And then there's oh. other Ians out there, I'm sure. <laughs> i've met a few eatings yeah yeah you know what i just Not we just weird. came up with the title of this episode a few ians a few ians <laughs> well oh, there actually, was uh ian astbury remember him the singer uh, from the uh, southern death cult and the, no the cult? 
No, but I, 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 I found a CD from the Southern Death Cult at CD Warehouse in yeah. Davenport. Yeah. And I remember thinking, pretty good. this is the coolest fucking band name ever. Yeah. Then they became the cult. And they oh, were okay. They were, right. okay. They were I, I don't know. They're okay. They're like Danzig Light, you know? It's... Oh. <laughs> so... I'm a huge Danzig fan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should preface each show by saying that. <laughs> Danzig fan one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so you're, they're not Danzig heavy. No. They're like, uh, they're like the doors. They're somewhere between the doors and Danzig. Like well, Ian Asbury's voice is like that. I mean, that's you know? kind of, I mean, I, I've heard like Danzig's voice being described as like the metal punk rock Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just trying to be Elvis sort of yeah. pretty much. I mean, I can't do it. Terrible. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to preface each episode with, I love Danzig. I hate Elvis. Okay. Okay. So should like, maybe that should be like Get that out of name, the way. The name of every episode. I love Danzig or no, it should be <laughs> Ian loves Danzig. <laughs> so many titles i'm into it's a good one too oh, wow we really can get off topic here you know, maybe, maybe maybe we'll just call it a conversation with molly piatetsky oh i like that. this closet witch slash baby alchemy you could just call it i think that's Ian great that's okay <laughs> god i'm tempted i'm tempted um We'll find out. We'll find out. Speaking of gris, gr- uh, disgruntled noise pods, um, I think you mentioned your drummer. Was that the first um, music project you were involved in, Molly? When you after you moved here? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because there was nothing before that. Because Dan taught me how to play all those songs. Yep, yep, that would be it. Nice. Yeah, and the story of how that happened. I love telling the story. Sorry, Molly. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, the story of how this happened, and I'll make it the quick version, is because um, I just love this because uh, I, Molly, if I remember right, correct me along the way if I get things wrong here, Molly. Um, what, I, what I remember is that you posted on Facebook that you wanted to learn how to play bass mm-hmm. and that you were asking for bands that had easy bass lines. Mm-hmm. And I said the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And then um, Travis was like, well, why didn't you say disgruntled noise box? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's a good point. And he's like, well, you want a full band? Why don't we ask her? It's like, that's also a really good point. See, Travis is a genius. He is. I love it. Yes. That's nice. happened. Absolutely. Was drumming with you guys, right? Yeah, he was he was drumming with us, but he um I think he was living in either Iowa City or the Quad Cities at the time and he just didn't want to travel that far for practice. And then Ian, who is somebody who like you know, had been playing in bands for a while, was like, Well, I could just drum for you guys and I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. So it all ended up working. Nice. And then we broke up three years oh. or four years later. Dramatic. But was the there first... a lot of drama? Did you guys fight a lot? 
No, no, not at all. It was always a great time whenever uh, we got together. I like start another beef today, like I did with the Corys. <laughs> the two Corys. Yeah, the two Corys. Did Corey tell you about that beef? That yeah, but started? I was... Oh yes, I completely. Yeah, he started that. a beef with Corey Taylor from. Slipknot. Oh shit! Yeah. For real? What? Yeah, he was talking some major smack on um Corey Taylor. What a little. <laughs> no, he wasn't. It was all us. We were trying to stir up trouble. <laughs> we were the ones instigating the whole thing. <laughs> but I was we're hoping bad. to start some beef here with Discredit Noise Box. So. The beef. No, there was no drama. <laughs> no, not at all. I remember we um we were jokingly half-assed going to be like, I think we wanted to start a fake beef with like some other band but i don't remember who it was i think it might have been techno lincoln or something yeah we always dreamed about some fake like drama yeah like there was a joke a shout out to techno lincoln by the way those guys are great um for sure yes um anyway yeah no it, it was always a great time um for sure for sure and then also the peaks the peaks was a great time to play in too yeah that was fun I, also, another component to this story that's fantastic was the first show you ever played with us, Molly. Or was it the first show? I don't remember, but the Great River Days Battle of the Bands. Oh, fuck yeah, that's the first show nice. I played you. I was just thinking about how D&B's kind of like terrorized Muscatine. For yeah, we really have. And notice that the very next year they stopped having Battle of the Bands. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh, I my God. That, um, YouTube video, the Chad Bishop aired recently of an old episode of a show that happened on Halloween in 2006. Oh, yes. Yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Wow. That was chaos. That was pure wow. chaos. It really was. I love I, that. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting fact about that, too, is uh, a young Jeff Carl was the cameraman, I believe. Oh, I love that. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was in college at the time. He was actually taking Chad Bishop's class at the time. Precious. Yeah, very interesting. That was one of the early memories i have of jeff carl the handsome dude <laughs> what a memory did yes. you guys know that i started playing guitar because of muscatine battle of the bands wow. <laughs> no not to make it about me but my uh friend who wasn't my friend at the time because he's a bit older than me lynn shinkle played guitar in a death metal band called blessed death and oh. my mom and I were there um, at Great River Days, and I was pretty little. I'd say 11 or 12, 12 probably. And then all of a sudden there was death metal happening in front of me, and my mind was blown. That's amazing. For the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's so a blown. Muscatine? What's that? In Muscatine? Yeah. 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 Some sweet-ass death metal. That's crazy. So did Blessed Death play the Great River Days Battle of the Bands? Yeah, that's where I saw him. I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. My mom was like, hey, let's go check out these bands. And all of a sudden it was like for real death metal. I was like, oh, no. Every, everything's <laughs> different now. I'm willing to bet that I was probably at that Great River Days because we used to go <laughs> every year when I was a kid. I remember there was this uh, weird funk metal band called Feeding the Monster that played that made everyone leave. <laughs> That's what yeah. weird funk metal will do. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounded like, I mean, it sounded like that infectious grooves type stuff or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. 
I was just wondering what weird funk metal sounded like. And... <laughs> yeah, it's like... Don't like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, infectious grooves. I mean, or like, you know... Uh, I, I don't like infectious grooves, though. Yeah, I guess infectious... <laughs> yeah, a little, but like, like, funkier. But, but that, like, like yeah. I, I said weird, not bad. Oh, <laughs> but I they see. were bad, though. <laughs> they were bad. So, okay, let me add weird, bad funk metal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, I remember they cussed a lot, too, and I remember <laughs> that that was like, that gave me the freedom to cuss more. You already have carte blanche to say funk as much as you want instead of the F word. I mean, yeah. oh, that is so true. That is so true. Everybody Weird. ready to get bonked up? Okay. <laughs> All right, you mother funkers. You funkers, we're going to funk you up. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I kind of want to start a funk band now just well, to no, say No, what that. I think is I think when you perform solo from now on, Eric, that's how you should talk to the audience. Here's another funky one to funk you up, and then the slowest, <laughs> most boring song anyone's ever heard. <laughs> it's like, funk you up if you like David Lynch. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. You should totally yeah. do that. See, I, I am going to. These are the types of voices we're trying to get ourselves accustomed to as podcast show hosts, Molly. Oh. I'm just trying to get Corey to have me do voiceover work for his cartoons. That's uh, that's my uh, only uh, goal in life. To commission. Oh, wow. That is a great goal. I know. I, even, I mean, but yeah. I told him, so it's not really a secret. No, no, it's not you supposed know. to be. You're supposed to let people know when you want to do things. Oh, like Wow, what? <laughs> Your generation, so overt. <laughs> yeah, we, we open the door so that people can shit on us later. Uh, I just keep it all to myself. We also invented new metal. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Just I know it's 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 both a sad my, hy my standard hyenic wheezing laughter is my only response. Yeah, why'd um, you do that, Dan? <laughs> you know, um, we still have a guest on here too, by the way, guys. Um, she's a really really good podcast guest. Yeah, her name hmm. is Molly Piatetsky. Yep, yeah, Piatetsky, uh, and well, she's from Philadelphia. It this week. So why don't you tell us the history of how you got into Muscatine? And no, I'm just kidding. No, you yeah. are. <laughs> no, all, this, all those questions again. Start at the top again. Yeah. Let's just start over. Um, one thing that uh, I thought would be kind of fun, and I don't know exactly. This is completely improv, so bear with me. Um, I've noticed that you've been posting a lot of really cute videos of Ferd the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that leads me to believe and i already know this anyway you like cats cats yes and a lot of people like cats yes um so i actually want to ask both you guys this mm -hmm. question okay yes. this is a question for both uh molly and eric uh <laughs> what is the best tv cat ever oh yeah i oof. If you got one, go for it, Molly, because I'm going to have to think for a second here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking, too. I really like that on ALF. Um, I think the cat's name is Lucky, and that's pretty funny because ALF is always trying to eat 
the cat. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think the cat gave a stellar performance or anything, but just the concept was was good. This yeah. cat that was always like escaping a certain death or escaping a sandwich. <laughs> escaping a sandwich too. Yes. <laughs> a lot of times it was between two slices of bread. You know. Um, yeah, I always he... like the uh, I like the parts where uh, like Alf would fire up like the blender. Yeah, it was a real um, anti-cat show. Very anti-cat, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, But did you come up with any, Molly? (laughs) Um, I was just thinking about, I mean, I always like Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service, the the, um, studio, Ghibli, or Ghibli, however you'd say Oh, yes, I was going to ask. Okay. I like Gigi. Little smart aleck cat. Okay. Sure, sure. Well, Dan, I have to clarify. Are these real cats or just... Just any cat? Just any cat. cat. They can be cartoon cats. I mean... Cartoon cats. Yeah, they can be cartoon cats. Because I like a lot of cartoons. I would kill to be in a band called Cartoon Cats. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when I described myself as a late-night cool cat? I do. It was the most apt description I've ever heard. Someone give themselves. Late night cool cat. Doesn't that just. Because I was talking like this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Thinking like, what does a late night cool cat do? I don't know. I just think of like Brian Setzer. (laughs) You know, because he was part of the Stray Cats and I'm sure he played late at night a lot. Yeah. I guess, no. Can I have more um, background on that? So, do you know who Brian Setzer is? I don't think I do. So, he was uh, yeah. part of the Stray Cats in the 80s. Am I right there, Eric? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. and they were like rockabilly, and they did that. Okay, okay. What was the song they were famous for? I'm sorry. Uh, rock This Town. Yeah, was we gotta rock one. this town, rock it inside out. But Sexy that was like... and 17 was... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Sexy and 17. Yeah, I know. Why? They're hey. not not problematic at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Just like the cherry popping daddies, which we oh, talked about last time. Let's not night. talk about them oh. again. God. The swing swing bands, get your shit together. It's oh, 2021 God. now. Oh, all right, God. all right. This guy. <laughs> yeah, the late night cool cat, Brian Setzer. If you're listening, Brian Setzer. Oh my God. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Please tell your friends about us. But uh, anyway, Ryan Setzer's listening to this. It is the saddest day for rockabilly of all time. The saddest day is a kick Among so many sad rockabilly days. It's got to yeah. be the worst. Anyway. The sad day for rockabilly. <laughs> God, so many titles. Anyway. um, So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't even know where we were going with this. Late night I mean, cool cats. You yeah. asked about fictional cats, too. Oh, yeah, fictional cats. <laughs> so which I saw an article in the Hard Times uh, the other day, which is my main uh, news source. It has and it to. said um, that Garfield was a poser and Heathcliff is punk as fuck. <laughs> so, oh, dude. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about Heathcliff. I mean, Heathcliff. Felix? Yeah, Felix is pretty pretty hard. Felix is like a hippie, like a, a beatnik kind of. Like, he's on a lot of drugs, I think. What about Sylvester? (laughs) Yeah, he probably was on a lot of... What about Sylvester? (laughs) 
I don't know, man. He's kind of like thirsty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Does he drink a lot? I don't remember that. <laughs> no. I mean, for Tweety Bird, he's like kind of uh, too much. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. <laughs> the hound dog. Yeah, I, I, I always love the episodes, though, with Foghorn Leghorn, who, I mean, if I were going to if I were going to ask you who the best TV rooster was, <laughs> yeah, it's Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> he definitely has like a leg up on that one. Did you guys oh, ever see that? A leg horn up on that one. <laughs> there you go. Have you guys ever seen that animated movie, uh, Rock-A-Doodle-Doo? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, Actually, I do like that rooster better. Yeah, yeah. Guess there's some rockin' roosters in that. Yeah, but the thing about they, yeah, that's true. Those are rockin' roosters, but they don't like, you know, like hit people with their bellies and tell them like that they, they need to grow up and, you know, like things. You know, you know, like Foghorn Leghorn has that like <laughs> the way he talks to you is like somebody yelling at you. Yeah. You like that, man? Well, I like uh, I like it in cartoons. Because I like violence in cartoons. I mean, that's like, okay, so like, there's this one, this, I remember there was this one part of a Foghorn Leghorn cartoon, always gets stuck in my head where he's like, you know, that little like kid rooster that he was always like trying to teach to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, he hands him like a baseball and he just like throws it on the ground, doesn't know. And then Foghorn Leghorn looks into the camera at the viewer and it's like there's something i say there's something a little ee about a kid who don't know how to play baseball <laughs> it's just fantastic it's glorious i like that little chicken though or whatever he is it's yeah, like he, henry henry what is name? i yeah i don't remember his name i remember just like the, little tough little tough cartoons like scrappy doo yeah you know? Yeah, Scrappy. I, mean, I really like when real little tiny like <laughs> baby animals and cartoons get mad and get all tough, and then they roll up their um, their uh, arm fur like it's their sleeves when yeah. they're about to get in a fight. And oh yeah. man, I really like that. In my yes. head, there's a little gray kitten that does that, and it's too cute. But oh. I don't know. I can't remember what it's actually from. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's tough definitely, kittens. Definitely yeah. something satisfying about like. <laughs> name calling in cartoons too like i remember that little rooster henry he like uh called uh foghorn leghorn nothing but a loud mouth loud mouth snook oh geez in one episode and then uh also there's that who's the girl that foghorn leghorn's always trying to get with oh, like the uh, i think she's like a female chicken i don't remember her name but like anyway she's always like Yes, like she always. Oh says, right, I do remember. You know who I'm know. talking about? She's yeah. kind of like a Blanche Devereaux and from Golden Girls. That is know. her son. Henry is her son, and so anytime, <laughs> and she's very protective of her kids. So anytime that like uh, Foghorn Leghorn fucks up, I remember she would always beat him over the head relentlessly with like a rolling pen. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I did not expect to get into the genealogy of foghorn leghorn episode oh, I yeah, but I mean, funny against it in fact this is all important stuff i mean we're gonna need to know it sooner or later to survive true wow um, so all you closet witch fans out there um <laughs> so um anyway um yeah okay so um 
are you guys going to be doing any like uh, more recording or are you just kind of waiting until the right time to put out that, that new album? Yeah, we're just kind of scheming right now about the right time to release that. Um, we have some singles we're going to release too that mm-hmm. we're working in those time frames. Probably release before the album, but we don't really know what we're going to do yet. But we're not really planning to work on anything too new because, like I said before, we're just trying to relearn all of our old stuff so that when we play, we know the stuff we haven't played in like a year. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, sure. So, is, uh, how long? So, did you guys just recently start like commencing practice again, or have? Because I thought you guys were kind of practicing like a little bit during the pandemic. Yeah, we were, and we were actually writing during that time period or trying. Oh, gotcha. Um, but we we did write like three songs, but we didn't really do anything with them. And at this point, like we probably would have to relearn them. Um, sure. But then we just like kind of started to buckle down on the full length once we decided we were going to do that, which was also in kind of in that time frame when we were writing. Um, so it kind of switched our focus. Also, just with the realization that like no shows are happening for a while. Uh, so we're just trying. Well, it's not 100% correct. There was a Smash Mouth show that happened. Okay, no shows for Closet Witch are happening for a while. Okay. Smash might be going to that show. What Molly's saying is that they declined the offer to play the Smash Mouth show. <laughs> really? Yeah, we didn't beg to get on that one. <laughs> that would have really gotten you guys noticed. Oh, shit. Uh, it prob- yeah, in all the wrong ways. Yeah, probably. Smash on the Very, very, very true. So all you guys that. recorded at, um, at Flat Black, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you've recorded there before, right? Yeah, we've recorded there several times. We really like going mm-hmm. out there. Cool. Yeah. Luke is such a great, like, I you know, engineer, or I don't know how he prefers to be referred to. Like, I don't know if he, pre- I know that, like, Steve Albini prefers to be recalled, to be called an engineer instead of a producer. But, like, Luke just does such a great job with everything. Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much, too, like, gives a lot of, like, free reign to try what you want to try mm-hmm. and encourages that. And it's really comfortable, fun. So that's, we've, we've, we haven't been let down yet. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, yeah, so that's – I'm super excited to hear this uh, Baby Alchemy track tomorrow for sure. Yeah. And, well, is it tomorrow? It's on Thursday, right? Yeah. When's Friday? Wait. Isn't 420 tomorrow? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 420 is tomorrow. Isn't that when it's coming out, or am I wrong? I thought it was coming out tomorrow. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, this is welcome to the podcast of misinformation um, by no. me. <laughs> I apologize. I, so I just have to admit I don't post on the Baby Alchemy page, so I don't know. Sure. I just I thought it was a 420 thing, but I could be wrong. Well, it's cool. it's this week, nonetheless. Yeah. So, so when, awesome. it's either tomorrow so, or Thursday. Yeah. So. Either way, everyone will be hearing this on Thursday. So, yeah. Either check it out today or go back in time and check it out two days ago. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. This yeah, none of that none of that even matters, does it? No. <laughs> that's great. Matters. I love it. I love it when things don't matter and things just fall in place. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> 
Somehow the falling into place, that part's added. But just, uh, <laughs> I like the other part a lot. Sometimes you just need life to give you a break. Ah, what? Um, but anyway, so yes, please, everybody check out that Baby Alchemy track on whatever yes. day it comes out. Um, I still think it's tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be like feeling it tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to it gets out, even if I'm it's gonna, not. I'm, yeah. I'm going to at least imagine what it sounds like tomorrow. Yeah, me too. And then I'm going to find out what it sounds like for real and see how close I can get. All I'm saying is that you keep saying tomorrow and everyone's going to look for it on Friday. <laughs> ah, that's see, true. That's a good So you should thing. say today. Today. That's Check either it out. way. Today, it's happening tomorrow, today. Tomorrow hits today. Yeah. Tomorrow's <laughs> music today. Tomorrow is accelerative today. thrust. Molly, you got any questions for us? Because, I mean, we really uh, don't know how to interview. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Just uh, what, color, what color shirt are you guys wearing right now? Right now I'm wearing a burgundy. It kind of looks like I look like a glass of red wine. Very nice. Very nice. What about you, Eric? Um, I guess it would be like a heather blue. Nice. <laughs> okay. How about you? Uh, white. Nice. You're wearing a white shirt? White, yes. Doesn't say anything on it? Nope, it's white. White with a black trim. White with a black trim. Awesome. Oh, Dad, did you? Oh, sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. Does your shirt say anything on it, Eric? Mine says Twin Lakes, oh. Iowa. Oh, okay. Very nice. Dan, what about yeah. you? What's your one? It's, it, it's blank. I love it. I love that you chose burgundy instead of maroon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's maybe, but I don't know. I've been told I'm colorblind, so it might not even be burgundy. It could be green for all I know. Darn it. <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually get blues and purples mixed up all the time, which is kind of a weird thing. Sometimes I just got to sing the purples, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before somewhere. Uh, Oh, so stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, so speaking of stupid, Corey said the other day that you were going to watch a terrible horror movie. And I wondered if you, what terrible horror movies you guys have watched recently. All the terrible horror movies. <laughs> That's um, all, all you watched. We watched quite a few like stupid summer camp ones, you know, like those B horror movies or whatever. Like, Did you watch Sleepaway Camp? two or three? Oh, we've seen them both. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I mean, the first one's good for what it is. Which yeah, is it's just like cheesy crazy. though. Also cheesy. Yeah, I really like those. Like, they're all <laughs> with boobs and I just love it. I'm just gonna say it. If you want to see something that is just for the no reason has gratuitous nudity yeah. and it's almost like shocking, mm -hmm. Ghoulies 4, Ghoulies Go to College. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good and then in the middle, it just turns into, like, softcore for, like, yes. 20 minutes. And you're like, why, why did they do this? It's just, like, gore and porn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, is, it, is, is there, that you say it's four, so there's, like, three movies before it? Yeah. Ghoulies, yeah. Ghoulies 1 and 2 are, 1 is almost boring. 2 is pretty good. It's, like, a, a fun house kind of thing. Um, hmm. 
it's like a carnival. It's really good. It, it it's kind of like it kind of follows the trajectory of like Return of the Living Dead, where part two they realized that the only people watching it were twelve year olds, and so they just made a movie for twelve year olds. That's kind of what Ghoulies two is from, and Ghoulies three. But then Ghoulies four, like I said, they just add a bunch of nudity, and it's it's <laughs> so they it's just like. I don't even know how to describe it. You're just kind of like, it's not shocking. It's not like you're offended by the nudity. It's more like, why? Why did this yeah. happen? All of a sudden, like the, we're just going along <laughs> 45 minutes in. It's a fun movie. And then it's like, well, shit, I can never show this to anyone ever again. So, so. yeah, <laughs> they just decided to do the porn angle, like with number four for no reason. I mean, I think one has some in it. Yeah. But yeah like built up to it i feel like yeah. i don't it was strange but that happens fairly often I yeah i feel know. like that's just like a like there's a certain just genre of horror that you just have to expect breasts and pornography right oh absolutely <laughs> the worst part too i think is that it's like there's different kinds of nudity in horror movies yeah and I so it's like you have to be a little weary of certain kinds of horror movies in general, because yep. the nudity is not going to be just like gratuitous and whatever they were trying to accomplish in the eighties for fun. I have no idea, uh, but some of it's like kind of, it's violent also. And then that's when it's like, this is, this is terrible. I don't know. You know, not I, any of it's good, but you know, I have to admit though. I love like the cheesy, like, um, like violent nudity. Like when there's yeah. like boobs and there's like something like tearing through it, like a hand, <laughs> amazing and ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's always. I always feel like that was a staple scene in like every '80s horror movie that had a teenager in it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like anything with like a sleepover or camp, I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or massacre, or massacre in the title. Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. Yeah. Have you seen that one with the yeah, the, the driller uh, guitar? Oh my god! Oh yeah. So oh good. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whew, Cheesy that's a good one. Cheesy. Oh, yeah. I I started watching a, a movie that that's not a horror movie, but was kind of interesting. It was called uh, I think it's called I'll I'll Be There, and it was actually about this like an indie movie about this post-punk like festival that people attend. Mm -hmm. And it, there's like 30 made up bands and just the personalities of like all the bands are so like, they're just like the just complete caricatures of like who you would expect to see at that show. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Just ridiculous. But I've only watched like, I actually watched like the first 15 minutes of it before calling you guys. And I think I mm -hmm. may go back and watch the rest of it. And I'll uh, let you guys know if it's any good, but it was the first like 15 minutes kind of had me cracking up a little bit. Nice. What is it on? Uh, it's on um, Tubi. Okay, okay. So um, I think it's called I'll Be There, but I could, I might be having the title wrong. I do that a lot. Uh, yeah, it, it, like all the bands are just like, they're, it's like they're all like competing with each other in like the most ridiculous ways. Like, you know, there's like this one scene where one of the bands like is uh, hanging out like against the wall, like right outside the venue or something. And uh, this other band, which is like two people come up and they're all like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, well, 
I live here and these guys were practicing with me. And then they're like, oh yeah, well our label gave us a five-star hotel. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's like that kind of like, obviously it's somebody who like probably has dealt with egos and bands mm. or something. Yeah, definitely. It looks like it was directed by Craig Ferguson. Okay, is that is that, am I right on the title there, Eric? Yeah, I think so. See, Eric is my go-to science. I really liked uh, Craig Ferguson's show back in the day. That makes sense. I don't know if you ever it, watched it. But. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, actually, because it kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, Craig Ferguson-style comedy. Well, there you go. That's yeah. what happened. Interesting. So, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let you guys know if it's good. Well, if or... we're given actual Rex, then I would say, if you haven't seen The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you didn't. That is such a great, great movie. Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Absolutely. That every time that he like gets done killing somebody, he takes like a shower in the mm -hmm. car wash or something, and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> like, am I yeah. correct about that? Yeah. Like, no. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is. That, I mean, why didn't I think of that? I don't know. But that <laughs> other the the director's other movie, the, an evening with. Uh, Beverly, oh man, what's it called? Uh, anyway, it's really good It'll too. An, e an evening with Everly, Beverly Luff Lynn is what it's called. Oh, okay. But it has Craig Robinson and a, what's that uh, person's name? April, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, and, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. And Jermaine yeah. from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, oh, it's really one. good. Yeah, that I mean, good. Greasy Strangler's weirder, but that one's kind of funnier in its own way. I don't know. I also like in the Greasy Strangler how he gives, like, disco, like, tours. tours. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, he kills people, takes showers and car washes, and then gives disco tours. Yeah. It's a it's tough like, movie, though. I don't want anyone to actually think I stand behind the anything that happens. sketchiest that. fucking thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I'm totally against anything that actually happens in that movie, but I like it a lot. <laughs> you know, that is the greatest description I've ever heard of anything. <laughs> totally against uh, anything that's going on, but I stand behind it. Only I don't recommend it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Molly? Do you have a real movie wreck for us? That I like I feel mutually like that way about. Well, just something we need to see. Ooh, I love the Forbidden Zone. Have you guys? Oh, oh that, yeah. yeah, fantastic movie. That's like one of my favorites. You, you actually are the one that got me into that, Molly, because you loaned nice. it to me when I yeah, lived like across the street from you guys. Um, I was just like stuck in a hole of Craig Ferguson because I realized I didn't know who you guys were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, that's why I was so quiet for a while because I was like, who is ah. this? Uh, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Forbidden Zone, probably that movie for me. I love that. I think it's awesome. I love that style. But you have to be, like, prepared to be offended, I guess. If you're, oh, yeah. Like, don't yeah. watch it if you're lighthearted. Yeah. Long ways. Yeah. I, my favorite part of that is when um, there's kind of a bigger dude, and I think he's wearing Mickey Mouse ears, and there's <laughs> some boxers behind him. Oh, and they're yeah. boxing, and he, he sings that um, song. Yeah, and they just <laughs> animate the mouth. Oh my god, I watched that scene like 400 times. It's just, I can't get over it. I just love the whole, the whole, 
Like, all the set is just awesome. I love it. It really is. Very inspiring. It's very inspiring. So what we learned today is that um, Closet Witch is awesome. And uh, Baby Alchemy is awesome. We also learned some stuff. coming out. Yeah, with new stuff coming out. Today. We also also learned a lot about cats and, like, TV roosters and things like that. Yeah. I like, good, this, I like this recap at the end. Too. Yeah, a lot of good a lot of good movie reviews. Yeah. Every movie we talked about is a classic. Amazing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, things have to come to an end sometimes. And I think we're all going to cry together now. Oh. So I would love to make this a 24-hour podcast. I've been uh, crying for like 20 minutes. <laughs> really? This just, is, yeah, this is our emo cast. Just oh, thinking um, about having to be done with this interview. <laughs> I feel like, yes. guys, I feel like I would be the only one. Like, emo, I feel like, has meant something different to all of us because of Absolutely. our tweets. But when I hear emo, I think of like the like tons of makeup around the eyes. Like mullety hairstyle, neon layered shirts with like black spiked little belts around the waist. Damn. What do yeah, you it's, stuff? That it's sounds inter- like cyber goth. It's, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because. At almost, some, oh, sorry, Molly. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying at some point, because I mean, emo to me, I think of Weezer, people who look like Weezer. Like. You know, playing, like, in sunny day real estate, you know. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't, I I do think of the whole, like, Marilyn Manson makeup style now, because that's what it's become. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did emo mean to you, Eric? Um, It was how you sent messages to people once the internet started. (laughs) Wait, did you say email? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, my, my emo, emo is <laughs> oh my never God. heard of it. Never heard uh, of it. I'm <laughs> so going to tell people, I'm going to ask everybody now, what's your emo? Yeah. What's your emo address? <laughs> what's your emo address? <laughs> oh my God. Taking back dot at Tuesday dot. Ooh. Um, yeah. No, I don't know what emo means to me. I honestly, the first time I ever saw the term emo in like a magazine, they were talking about, um, Bob Mold. So, yeah, and things like The Descendants or whatever. That was oh, the first time I ever saw. sense. Yeah. Now that I'm going to... Kind of, yeah, it kind of does make sense in a, in a weird sort of way. I mean, first time I ever heard it was actually associated with John Burns uh, because he was in the oh. band Trilambs. We, we talked about that a little yeah. bit. Um, he was in the band Trilambs before he was in Meth and Goats. And they were the first band I ever saw that was described as emo. And I remember sending, and and we were, I mean, he was still in high school and I was still in high school, but I was in a band in high school that was trying to get shows in the Quad Cities. So this guy named Mickey Nolan, uh, who played in a youth crew hardcore band called Only Ten Between Us up there. Um, And then John Burns were my two contacts in the Quad Cities. And I remember uh, I asked John, what is emo? Like, I actually asked John through email. I don't know if he remembers this. Um, but uh, any, anyway, and he, and 
like he described rock that goes from that's really dynamic that goes from uh, you know like soft to hard basically mm-hmm. but he um he said that there's not really a lot of mainstream examples of it. He said the closest band and album that he thought he could think of, and this is in like 97 to compare mm-hmm. somebody who's just now being introduced to the term emo would be like the Foo Fighters second album, the color mm-hmm. and the shape. And I don't know why I have that memory, but that's the first time I ever heard. emo. Is that album pretty emo? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could kind of see how it's, I could kind of see how it's like, I guess maybe like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely parts in it that I could see sort of, you know? Yeah. I mean, wow. yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's so, I mean, cause obviously proto emo is like the stuff from DC, like embrace and rights of spring and even Fagazi, you know? Yeah. 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 All very interesting. Proto emo is fun to say, by the way. That's- yeah. I, I, more specifically <laughs> when you, when you say what's your emo address, it makes it even, yeah. Like I'm, I'm totally on that. I'm blaming it all on you, Ian. Yeah, I forgot that was my name. I like it. (laughs) Well, we talked about DC, and I had to throw it in there. Oh, there's also Ian Simonius too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was the singer of Nation of Ulysses. Holy moly! I've never listened to them either. <laughs> they were I don't know anything, you know, guys. Little like interview series thing where he like goes around and oh, like interview. What is that, Dan? Uh, soft focus. Yeah, soft focus. Although I think that he stopped doing it like a while ago. But there's some great. He did a great interview with King Buzzo from the Melvins, and hmm. King Buzzo was just hilarious on it. All right, soft focus. <laughs> I'm on soft it. Soft focus. Yeah, and. I think it used to be on Vice, like Vice's website. They used to have a bunch of old episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Cool. Nice. Yeah, Ian. Uh, Ian. Ian, Ian. Uh, anyway, so you can still catch us on all the social medias. You know, we have that Accelerative Thrust official Facebook and the Accelerative Thrust official Insta, Instagram, cook it up. And also... Uh, my name is Dan underscore the underscore ruler, and Ian's name is Old Man Erie. Yeah. Eric, Eric's name is Old Man Erie. Sorry, I take jokes too far. I kind of like Ian. I mean, it sounds, it feels much more natural than my it, real name. It's a good name. I've never felt like an Eric. I, I mean, and I'm not just trying to be funny here. <laughs> like, my whole life, I'm just like, I don't, I don't think that's right. I think someone got that wrong. I'm trying to think about what the criteria is for being an Eric, though. Yeah. It's the worst. I mean, have you met any other Erics? Yes. And Are they the, Erics... some of the worst people you've ever no, met? No, the drummer of a Seath is Eric, and he's a great guy. All right, one. One example. <laughs> you know the rest suck. Come on. Well, I don't know. I don't uh, know any other Erics. Like, I can't, well, I can't think of any off hand yeah can you molly um besides eric andre yeah eric andre actually that his new movie was pretty funny i haven't seen it but there's he's he's okay i guess well there's also like eric clapton (laughs) yeah see clapton that makes sense that just voids out whoever you just said that voids out five good (laughs) erics one clapton 
What is this a video game now or something? You just void it out. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Right. Um, also, you can uh, go and check out Closet Witch on all the social medias too. Um, they got a Facebook, they got an Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, also like uh, Molly's on Instagram, um, and Corey, Alex, Royce, all of them. YouTube, check out YouTube if you haven't checked yeah. them out. They have all kinds of videos and stuff. And also tons of stuff that we talked about that Molly is on is on Bandcamp as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Noise Box, The Peaks, Baby Alchemy. Lots of free um, Yeah. So check all that stuff out because it's all really good. I just listened to a lot of it this week in preparation and I enjoyed a lot of it, especially Baby Alchemy, who... I've listened to, but not in a long time, and it was, yeah, really good stuff. So, nice. That's really kind. Absolutely. All right, so um, we will, hopefully, uh, you will hear from us next week, and you all have a great day, and I'm going to stop recording. Thanks, Molly. Now.